What's up, people? It is uh, two minutes after 8 p.m. Heading to the house. Um, (laughs) I say, what's up, people? Like, I got a fuck or something. Um, Like, somebody is is out there trying to to find what what I have to say. Um, Which is kind of cool, right? To... To, to believe it with that confidence, even though it's very new, to believe with that confidence that I'm, I'm going to, uh, I am reaching somebody somewhere sometime. Um, I don't know when, who, where, uh, how, or why, um, but at some point, uh, my words will, will reach somebody. So I am reaching somebody um, out there somewhere that's, that's listening. So uh, if that's you, um, you know, give me, a, give me, rate me, uh, you know, like it, share it, um, wherever you're finding it, um, by using that anchor app, which I'm going to record an intro for, um, making a podcast is super easy. Um, guys, I'm not doing anything other than, than, uh, than just putting on my AirPods and my voice recorder, uh, as I'm, as I'm driving home from work or driving to work. Um, so it's, uh, it's fairly simple. Um, but anyway, guys, today is uh, February, uh, uh, February the eighth, maybe. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, February the eighth, uh, twenty twenty-two. Um, driving home from work. It's a little bit after eight o'clock, uh, and I have been talking a lot uh, with some friends of mine about perspective. Uh, and choices, perspective and choices. Um, and I want to reference a sermon that I heard. And uh, I want to say it was Pastor Stephen Furtick with Elevation Church. Um, but, uh, you know, he, uh, the, the gist of it was that you can't see it how I see it because you're not sitting where I'm sitting. Right. So we have all, uh, we've all been through uh, our own situations. Um, we've all been through something, um, all of us. And, you know, something that was big to you might not have been big to me. Something that's big to me might not be big to you. Um, but we've all been through something. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's okay to, to get it out there. It's okay to share it. It's okay. And I think especially as, uh, as men, a lot of times, you know, we grow up and, and we're kind of learned, you know, we're kind of taught rather, um, that, you know, boys don't cry or, you know, um, you know, toughen up, suck it up, move on to the next one, <laughs> you know, in my business and in what I do in car sales, it's, it's kind of like that a lot, you know, some will, some won't, you know, so what, who's next, you know, ultimately the more people you get in front of the more opportunities you have. Uh, and of course the more opportunities you have just by default, the, the more you can produce. So that's, it's just a default thing, you know? Um, but, but we can't always operate from a default setting, but if we did operate from a default setting, um, I think that what that would look like is just a, a ton of worship and, and a ton of glory just given right to the creator, just giving it right to God, because that's, that's what he made us for. You know, he, he made us to, to worship him. Um, he made us 
so that he could bless us based on the glory and riches of his father's kingdom. And, and that's what we're here for. You know, we're literally, we're, we're here on this earth for one purpose. Uh, and that is to share the good news of the gospel that, uh, that was, that was written for us through him. You know, I was talking today to my boy, chemistry Mills. Um, you know, he, uh, he, this kid is uh, a good, good, good hearted man, a really good hearted dude. Um, he, he's a believer. He's a true believer. And, you know, he says he sees, he sees a little bit of God every day. And uh, we were talking today about how oftentimes, um, God will show up in, in, in the places that you least expect. Um, oftentimes in the last place you ever expect to see him, that's where you'll find him. You know, it's like, uh, anytime you're looking for something, you all, you, you always find it in the last place you look, you know, if you didn't find it in the last place you looked and you would just keep looking until you found it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome how how the light of Jesus can shine through somebody, even if you've prejudged them, right? So even if you've looked at that individual and, and you were like, that dude doesn't know Jesus. He couldn't possibly know Jesus. Um, you know, that, that kid grew up in the hood. <coughs> that kid has been... Uh, You know, that <clears throat> that kid's seen seen death and murder from a young age. <coughs> You've been seeing people that he knows buried because of choices that they made um, from a young age. You know, and and to talk to an individual like that and to realize that that God can work through him too. You know, any any one of us. Any one of us, any, anybody out there, you know, your your testimony is given to you for a reason. You're allowed that free will to make those choices, to, to build that story, you know. So ultimately, so one day it can be shared and God's glory can shine through it. And that's, I think, what it really comes down to, guys. Um, Guys and girls, folks, people, you know, that's what it comes down to is figuring out a way inside of you to allow the light of Jesus to shine through so that everything that you can do can be done for God's glory. I mean, and, and what could be more, what could be more fantastic? What, what could be a better way to go than, than just trying to shine the light of Jesus everywhere you are? Hmm. 
kind of gives you a lot to think about, really. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, kind of really gives you a good little bit to think about. You know, what, what does that look like for me? What does that look like for you? How does that work? How does that work? You know, um, so after uh, after three-year legal battle, um, workers' comp case, you know, that's getting ready to come to a close. Um, we uh, we're praying that we're going to be in, in a position to uh, to buy our first home. That's that's where we're at, you know. Is, is that the next move? That's what we're praying on. So we're praying to be in a position to buy our first home, you know. And uh, that's uh, that's kind of a big deal, you know. Um, we've never owned a home before, so we we don't know what that looks like. What does it look like to be a homeowner? We don't know, you know. Um, we both grew up in uh, for me for the most part in in rented properties. Um, my parents bought one house uh, many, 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 many years ago in Great Falls, Montana, when we uh, when we first moved there, um, 4317 Fourth Avenue North. Uh, 4317 Fourth Avenue North is the house that they bought. And uh, after that, it was military housing and rentals. Military housing and rentals for as long as I can remember. Apartments. Rental houses, uh, you know, and that's kind of always where it's been, right? But cool thing about it is that's not where it has to stay, right? You know, cause we, we all get to make different choices, you know? So on the flip side of that, <coughs> my wife grew, grew up in, um, in a home that her family owned for many years, that uh, her dad actually built with his own two hands. And uh, that's that's where she grew up, and, and eventually that home was lost um, and is now no longer, you know, it's no longer their family home uh, out on Long Island. Um, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there because that doesn't prevent her and I from stepping into the Lord's will and moving in that direction to to change those things. You know, to change those things in our families forever. So, it's getting a little heavy. Right? It's getting a little heavy. I'm, I'm trying to learn more and more to give more of it to God. You know, but that's not always easy. We all know that. It's very easy to say, oh, give it to God, brother. He's got you covered, you know. Um, well, yeah, he does. Right? Sure, surely he does. You know, I'm seeing them do amazing things for, for some close friends of mine and, and, you know, people that I consider family. And I'm, I'm just watching some amazing things happen there, you know. So so can he and will he do it for me? Why, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't he, you know? Why wouldn't he? And the only reason why he wouldn't is because I don't take that step. I'm not making that move. I didn't, I didn't take that leap, you know. I'm still holding on. And uh, that's that's the scary part. 
right? That's the scary part is the holding on, right? It's not really, it's not really making the jump, right? Because you, you want to be prepared, right? And you want to, you want to know, you know, what's going to happen when you, when you make the jump. But I think the scary part of the whole thing more than anything is standing on the edge of it. You know, standing there on the edge, looking over into oblivion, you know, whatever, you know, but, but seeing on the other side, what it's really going to be, you know, letting God, having God show you what is possible, <laughs> having other people come and, and speak that to you as you're sharing your ideas with them. And, and, and also, you know, the step in faith and walk and believe with you that, that what you're talking about is is possible, you know? And the uh, crazy thing is, is that I have that. I've got the people that are saying, yeah, man, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so good, but, but it's tied up in the will. It's tied up in the will, right? That's where it's tied up at. It's tied up in the will. And so that could be a couple of things, right? Like, <laughs> it's tied up in the will. How often do you hear about that? Oh, yeah. Now it's a nice house that, that grandma left, but it's tied up in the will. Oh, yeah. Grandma and grandpa left some some money on some property, but it's tied up in the will. And if it, if it just wasn't tied up in the will, then it could be yours, right? Like, I mean, it could be yours. You know, I mean, obviously we're talking hypothetically, right? Like it's tied up in the will. But um, on in Pastor Stephen's most recent sermon, he talks about Peter being chained to, uh, to two guards um, and, and 14 additional guards. So four, four sets of four guards are guarding Peter in the cell. And uh, <laughs> he, he walks out with no chains and, and goes and knocks on the door at the house where they're praying for him, you know? crazy too because if you read the story in the in the bible it's in it's in acts um somewhere in acts if you read the story in the bible like like not too long before like i mean this is when these guys were being persecuted you know what i mean like they like they were getting head, their heads cut off like they were being killed <clears throat> all because they followed jesus you know all because they followed jesus they were being killed and uh it's crazy man because they're there and they're praying for him. And the angel comes, but boom, all of a sudden, he's not tied up in the will anymore. Now he's in the am. Yeah. He's no longer tied up in the will when the angel shows up 
then he becomes tied up or untied. Untied. He becomes loosed in the am. At one point, he was tied up in the will. And a second later, he was loosed in the am and back and walking the streets. So that's that's what Al and I were talking about is being tied up in the will. We, we didn't we didn't say it like that, but you know, a lot of us find ourselves saying that we will do this and we will do that and we will do this and we will do that, and and then when we don't do it, the the will turns into a might, and we just continue to say that I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. But, but then we continue to not. And so everything gets tied up in the will. But you guys all know what happens when everything gets sorted out. When the court battles are over. Or better yet. Better yet, when, when nobody contests the will. And so I, I believe, guys, that really the only, the only will that will go uncontested is the am, right? And, and what did Jesus introduce himself to Moses when Moses asked him, what, what do I say? What did the Lord introduce himself as? He said, I am. He didn't label himself. God didn't label himself. You did. God didn't label himself. We did. We labeled him. Because when he introduced himself out of the burning bush to Moses, he simply said, I am. So the only way to ensure that the will is not contested is to be in a relationship with the person who created the will. Right? Am I, I mean, right? Does that make sense? The, the easiest way to make sure that the will is not contested is to truly build a relationship with the one who can introduce himself simply as I am. Our God did not label himself. Our God did not label himself. He simply told him I am. And so... If you're in that spot right now, like I find myself in that spot right now, 
where, where my wills are being contested and I need to work on my relationship with am, right? If you find yourself there, I mean, maybe you can find some encouragement in these words because it's really just, it's a simple change. It's not easy. It's not easy. Don't let me, don't let me think you lead you to believe at all that what I'm saying that it's easy. It's not easy. It's hard. It's a struggle every day. I struggle with it myself. I have demons in, that, that I fight with that, that I will bring, I'll bring to the table. I will bring to the table. I have some demons that I fight with that I'll bring to the table. But it, it's not easy. But it's so simple. The answer is so simple. Get into a relationship with am. Because if you do not want the will to be contested, then just simply build a relationship with Am. And you could do that in a number of different ways. You don't have to go to church to build a relationship with the Lord. You do not have to go to church to build a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You do not have to go to church to build a relationship with the Lord. Very simply, his word, which is in the Bible, right? Which, you know, I mean, you can look at it a couple different ways. Like you can read it and, and you can see the things that he did, right? It's evident. It's evident how he kept people. It's evident. It's, look at the story of... Uh, um, Read 1 Samuel. Just read all of 1 Samuel. All of it. Just read all of it. It's really good. It's really good. Murder, suspense, truth, love, virtue. The Lord's mighty hand shining through and showing up. You know? I mean, like, just read it. 1 Samuel. Talks about Samuel and Saul, Jonathan, David. And that whole thing there. You know, David was the least of the sons of Jesse. And God anointed him to to rule everything. And he was the least of them. He was the smallest. He was the youngest. So, you know, that's... (laughs) It's all about a relationship. And the relationship can be built, built through the word. Right through the word. Once you get into the word, then you realize you can talk to him like he was sitting in your passenger seat and you're on your way home from work. Right? I mean, I think I feel like I'm talking to him as much as I'm talking to you guys. You know, whoever, whoever may be out there hearing this. You know, and it's 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 simple, but it's not easy. Simple, but it's not easy, guys. I got Bibles at home that I haven't even opened. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, by no means. You know. <laughs> Oof. Wait till y'all get to know me a little bit more. You know? I uh, got some demons that I battle. But I believe that I can stand victorious. I believe that I can stand victorious because I am working on my relationship with I am. 
I am in a relationship with Am. And I struggle every day with trying to label Am and limit Am and slow Am down. And I don't don't always listen to what Am is telling me. But I, I'm, in, I'm working on my relationship with Am. That's what I'm doing. And by continuing to work on my relationship with Am, it, it just builds your faith. You just learn and read and understand more and more about what he did. Find some fellow believers. They're out there, more people than you think. Way more people than you think are out there reading the Bible, believe in Jesus. You'll only discover it if you begin to talk about it. And you won't be going to talk about it if you don't begin to read about it, watch about it, listen about it, hear about it. You don't have to believe what I say on here. But when I tell you in the book that it says, I know the plans I have made for you. They are plans to prosper you and not harm you. I know the plans I have made. So, I mean, come on, guys. You know, it says right in there that that beyond, you know, beyond what you could ever ask or imagine, beyond what you could ever ask or imagine, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I used to take that very worldly and think that if I wanted things, that the Lord would give me those things. But if you look at it from more of a spiritual aspect and you begin to realize that what it says is that God will put desires that are pleasing to him into your heart and make you want those things too. God will put the desires for the things that he wants for you into your heart. And he will allow you to begin to want those things. I'm actually just going to go straight tonight. I'm going to go straight tonight, guys. Uh, He will allow you to to want those things. Um, That will bring him glory. Now, am I saying that it is bad to want worldly things? I don't think so. I don't think so. As as long as you intend to use those things um, to allow God's glory to shine through you, it, it, you know, if that's what you need to minister, that's what you need to minister. If that's how your ministry operates, then that's how your ministry operates. It's it's as simple as that. So. Again, it's simple, simple, but not easy, right? Simple, but not easy. There's actually no stop sign on this side. Oh, that's really weird. I'm all into the parking lot and shit. 